Thank you for coming back for our two-part episode about the responsibility of one's platform. If you're new here, please go back to part one so you can get an idea of what we're talking about. Thank you. Yo, what's good? Yo, we back with season two. Yeah, we about to get real New York on So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. Yeah, we finna be live. Tell your friends to tell your ratchet ass friends Thought we was gone, but nah, I know we ain't Thought you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't Yeah, uh, You know why it's strange to me? Because I, and this is, <laughs> I don't know, this is a, a Virgo thing Or just like, uh, maybe almost toxic uh, uh, self-awareness. I don't know. But I just don't want to say things that have no meaning, right? Or to say things that will live on forever that I don't mean, or just just for the clout, right? I think I've said before on, on, on this podcast, like when Twitter first came out, what's it? How, how many characters do you get? Uh, I think... It's 140. 140. Yeah. When Twitter first came out, I got Twitter and I was like, okay, let me get on Twitter. And I was like, okay, 140 characters. This is important. <laughs> I only have 140 characters to say the most profound thing, to say the most important thing. And then I found myself like, you know what? I'm not even going to do it because what I need to say, it's more than 140 characters. And then I'm seeing other people who are like, just got out the shower. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Just ate a bacon egg and cheese. Oh, okay. Now it's 4,000. That is crazy. It's 4,000 now? It's now 4,000. Yeah. Well, in the, in, in the inception of Twitter, it was very limited characters. It was characters. 140. And that's why I was I was just so overwhelmed by the, by the idea of just saying things that I didn't mean or saying things that weren't important to me or profound because I was like, okay, my voice is going to live on forever on the internet mm-hmm. and I don't need to be saying any old thing Yeah, and a lot of people don't think that way and I'm not even saying I'm better than them because I think this way I do think I am better than them but I'm not right but it's just like why do you want to say things that will come back to bite you like every every celebrity has a moment where their, their, their Twitter from 10 years ago resurfaces yeah. and they were saying something either racist or homophobic <laughs> <laughs> or ableist and now they have to go on and apologize. And it's just like, why did you feel the need to put this into the ether? Yeah. I mean, I think Twitter is an anomaly all all of its own, right? Because I think we've, like, probably, like, two weeks ago, we were talking about the whole Twitter Bria influencer thing, right? And the Twitter girls were saying that how they, like, I was saying, like, they leveraged their intellect into a career. And I think that's what it, for Twitter, you have to be an intellectual. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have that many followers on Twitter, but I have famous followers on Twitter, which Mm is, in and of it, I stopped tweeting after that. Like, I think after Kerry Washington followed me, I was like, I, I, (laughs) too close to the sun. Yeah. It was just like, I think it was like Kerry Washington and Matthew, and Matthew A. Cherry, who is like the God of black Twitter. I was just like, I can't continue to tweet things anymore because I have like intellectual people like the first person of like note that followed me was like Aisha Hines Mm -hmm. and and it's because I had a dissertation on being a black person in the theater seeing a black show with an entirely completely white audience that don't whatever 
right? But then I had these other influential people follow me, and I was like, there's nothing that... And now, I was tweeting random shit all the time, Yeah. but then I'm like, one, I want to keep them following me, which I guess is clout chasing in, in and of its own, but I was like, I don't have anything profound to say anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, and I don't feel like I was saying anything profound. I was very much being myself, just tweeting random shit that I saw or that upset me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that now everybody's goal is to go viral. Yes. And that's the pervasive thing. I mean, and viral equals careers. Viral does equal careers. Viral equals money. Viral equals careers. Yeah. So it's like, I understand why it's something people are. <coughs> shooting for mm-hmm. because it's life-changing also i just want to touch on like the social the mental illness that i see with social media like people getting on and they're crying about something that happened like to me it's a wild take like i saw one tiktok and this girl's cat was dead or her dog it was her pet was dead right and the video is of her cradling this animal and crying on her bathroom floor and you said that shit to me yeah because i was so shocked so right wild. like okay so i'm I, I tried to work through the scenarios right so maybe she set the camera up and was like let's go wake up fido and then find and it found fido was dead and then we caught this candid moment I'm right so sorry <laughs> right or did she find her dog dead her this this pet dead and was like let me record this and put this on social media it's so strange to me and i've lost three pets and that's a lot. I know. It's actually devastating. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to trigger you. No, That's you it. know what? It's like I want a cat. Side. No, I'm a cat lady, guys. I'm a cat lady. I'm a catless cat lady. I want a pet now, but it is devastating when you lose a pet. Like it's so heart wrenching. Um, so I haven't been. In, I I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Anyway, but as someone who has lost pets, I've never thought to myself, "Let me go and grab." my camera the only thing i can liken it to is if you've ever been crying and you look in the mirror and you start like <laughs> laughing at yourself or watching yourself cry because i've been that it's like yeah i'm really over here crying in this mirror that's the only thing i can liken people recording their social media breakdowns um to because <laughs> i don't understand it like i saw another girl crying because i think she has cancer which is terrible of course oh and she was crying about health insurance. And maybe this is my lack of vulnerability, but I can just never see myself getting on social media and just like crying for the masses. Because what, I don't, I don't, and maybe in the, in the listeners, if you're listening and you can't understand this, please tell me, what is the end game? Of the crying? Of it, yeah. What is what I are you think, what are you looking to get? Is it sympathy, empathy? I think things? sometimes, like as somebody who does, who used to do, I don't do it anymore. Who used to do video journals? I think there's something therapeutic in watching yourself express yourself. Were you were you posting it? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen it? No, no. and so I'm like, what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. But I think that people, like we always talk about that one girl who's always crying on TikTok, right? 
And I think people do it to feel less alone. Mm. And sometimes I can forgive that because it's like when you're in a tough time, you're like, I know I'm not the only person that feels Because they're going to get comments and stuff like yeah, that. No, yeah, because it's going to resonate with somebody else and like maybe okay. help someone else not feel to feel less alone. Okay. It's, it's kind of like the, the reason, well, I don't know about you, but like the reason that you get into acting, right? It's like, if I can reflect, um, if I can reflect human emotion in the condition of humans through other people where they will one, either feel seen, feel less alone, feel within a community, then I've done my job, even if it's one person. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think they feel that much, but it's just like, let me put this out there so maybe I'm not the only one. Okay. And then they're hoping for a community to come to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a community comes to them. Sometimes they're like, why the fuck? Which is fucked up. But also I feel that because I feel like as somebody, I feel like, my family called me Waterhead because I will cry. I will cry. I feel emotions deeply, right? So I understand that, but I'm not putting it out on the internet, right? I mean, and as someone who never who never cries <laughs> ever, if I cry, it lasts a it lasts a max of two minutes, even alone. Really? I don't cry. No, just like. Tears streaming in my face. That's it. Like I'll, I'll maybe a tear will come, but I never cry. You've never like scheduled cries where you like. I feel like a good cry. And then no, you just, I don't like, cry. cry. I don't cry. Like your entire life. No, 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 no. This is like as an adult. Like maybe I think cry my grandmother dying. I, I, I cried. Do it. I cried two major years as an adult. I cried in two thousand and six all the fucking time. That's before I knew you. That's when I got passed away. I was crying every day, everywhere. Well, that's a heartbreak that's just... Yeah, I was just crying constantly. Yeah. I was on a bus crying. I was on... I was just crying all the fucking time. It took... Right. It took a, the, the wind could blow in a certain direction, and right. I would just be crying. And then I cried a lot in 2013 when me and my <laughs> love of my life, so I thought, weren't speaking. Right. I was crying a lot in 2013 as well. And after that, I feel like I just, <laughs> I feel like I exhausted all of the tears I had to give. So now if I cry, it's like literally one tear or it's like, and I'm done. I don't. Is I don't, it because you think that like nothing can compare to the pain that you felt? So everything else feels like moot? Maybe subconsciously. Okay. Maybe subconsciously, that's what I feel. Only because I remember when I, I remember the day I was like 16 and I was crying every day because my life was fucked up. And I said, I'm done crying. And I didn't cry until my grandmother died. I didn't cry probably until, like sometimes I would tear up, but I wouldn't like cry, cry until um, my grandmother passed away. And it, it even be. then, it took me like two weeks to cry. And my other grandmother was like on the phone with her little friends, like she ain't cry yet. Like I don't understand what the fuck is wrong right. with her. And I was like, no, it's crying silently. It may be. I, I I think I think it's definitely something in my mentals. Okay. Because I don't have anything against crying. I okay. used to, but now I don't. But now I literally just cannot bring myself to cry. Like, right. I don't, it's not something I have within me or it's just so stunted in me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I watch something sad, I may tear up. 
Right. And I may feel that like weird kind of cold feeling that a cry is coming, mm-hmm. but that's it. It doesn't get beyond that feeling or a tear will come out. And I'm like, do you feel like you have like the space to cry? Like the time to cry? Yeah. All the time. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fucking screaming. Yeah. I mean, I remember like uh, when I was in California and I was looking for an apartment. I mean, part of it is vulnerability, which yeah, I don't cry in front of people. Right. But even even alone, I won't cry. Really? Yeah. And I remember the last time I... What is your safety issue? You well, don't feel safe when, even when you're by yourself? No. When I'm with people, that's a conscious effort not to. No, I know. But when, when I'm not yourself, alone, it just doesn't happen. Like, I'm, I, like, I will feel deeply about something, but, like, the tears, that will not happen. Like, I'm not mm. opposed to crying by myself. Mm-hmm. But it literally won't happen. Like, I'll get a tear... And I'm like, okay. And sometimes I'd be like, okay, bam, about to happen. And then it just won't. It'll be like, nope, haha, <laughs> joke's on you, dummy. It just won't happen. It- That's so funny. I feel like I'm such an expressive crier. And I have a bunch of friends that love to, like, go through their shit by themselves. It's weird. It's like you and a man that I know. I would love to and cry. And y'all love to, like... I would love to cry. When he disappears, I know. I'm like, oh, you're going through a time. And I'm like, you can let us know you're going through a time. And then he'll come back. You know, he'll come back in full force. And it's like. Right. It's kind of like the text where you be like, are you all right? And I'm like. Answering say a bunch of, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, so we're going to ignore this. Cool, 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 cool. Ta, 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 But yeah, that's. I mean, I get it. I do understand it. Because I. It's someone who vowed to. That I vowed, I was like, I'm never going to cry. Because you don't want to feel, like, that vulnerable, that much pain. Like, who wants to feel that? And for people, I guess it's brave of people on social media, on their platforms to, like, let it out. And be like, it's okay to be vulnerable out loud. I do think it's slightly unhinged, though. <laughs> it's not for me, though. <laughs> no, I do. Me. I do think. Well, we not think. I know for a fact some people do weaponize their tears. Absolutely, and we know that it's not all vulnerability. It is um, perception cal- calculated. Mm. Mm. And I think on social media it gets fuzzy to know who's doing it for what reason, and right. maybe that's not for me to judge. I'll I'll take that. But as a viewer and as a consumer of social media, it is like, is this genuine or is this your platform? Is your platform you crying for likes? Is your platform you crying mm. for sympathy? And I think as someone who doesn't cry, I will, I, I'll admit, I lean towards you're crying for, you're crying for likes and you're crying for clout. See, I think some of people are like, even Shorty that we talk about, right? Who is always, always crying right always crying and I don't think that they're doing it for I don't think they're doing it for clout I think they're doing it because they they're in what they're known for right which is why their platform is so big right it's because like people especially after the pandemic feel so alone Mm -hmm. feel so ostracized feel so alienated from a community like you have so many people that's like you know black and brown people and I'm specifically speaking about black women they're like I don't have a lot of black women friends and I want and I don't know how so you have all these like black women meetups and shit right 
where they can um, foster these kind of like relationships and communities. I think that person, I really think that particular person is going through, as somebody who's like always going through it and I would literally never cry on the internet, but I think that they are going through a very, it's not singular because they resonate with so many people, but people mostly feel bad for that person. I think they're like navigating through a very lonely existence even though they have family Mm -hmm. and I feel like so many people feel that whether or not like they're healing and they cut their family off and they feel that type of way or they've gotten older they don't have children I I think it's we're in a um we're in an era where like we talked about like the sinks and the dinks right so for like the sinks they're going through a very like singular existence and, mm-hmm. it, and it's not like singular because other people through society through history have dealt with that but it hasn't been on a platform it hasn't been platform right for them like they were always known as probably like the cat lady in your family mm-hmm. but meanwhile they're probably like in saint tropez on thursday right eccentric right? aunt yeah exactly like and it's like oh because they don't have children or whatever but like they have a home they have money they have um what is that what is that stuff called the income exposable oh disposable disposable income don't know what that's like don't know what that don't is rem- oh i miss that but like yeah they have the disposable income to do whatever they want and to travel and I just think that because, at, like, for elder millennials, that has been ripped from us. So I feel like she has a, that person has a very niche audience yeah. that loves that vulnerability. But also, we need to stop crying on the internet. We need to stop crying on the internet. I'm sorry. I think what gets me is not, like, is not the act of It's crying. the looking into the camera Yeah, crying. it's the filming of the crying, yeah. like, right? And you brought up, you did send me the the picture of the lady with the dead animal, and I was, and I too was confused, and I was like, we are an unwell society. That, yes, that's where we have evolved to, where like, you want, you know what? It's like you're performing grieving. Yes, and I think that's when it's like, one, this is not healthy. This is not responsible to other people who may be grieving their pets. I don't understand it because I don't. I don't love a pet that much besides my fish that my cousin killed in 2009. Like, fuck her to the day we die. But I just don't... I don't know. I don't want to say I don't get it because I can intellectualize it. But in my court, I think No, but that's what gets me. It's not the crying because... um, I think even on this podcast, there's been situations where we're talking and like... I've choked up. Yeah, you Which are, was wild. That was literally disgusting. <laughs> but you and Salone as well um, has like, you know, got emotional, right? Right. And I feel like if you're if you're speaking on your platform and emotion is invoked, I have no judgment of that. Right. Right? It, it's very, what's the word? Organic. Mm-hmm. Right? Like no one's judging you for speaking and then being a human, mm-hmm. right? But I think what gets me is when you are sad- you're crying, and you say, "You know what this needs right now? 
for the whole world to see this. Yeah. I think that to me is very strange. And I really can't understand it. And I think the first thing we're speaking about, they the <laughs> the video starts with them crying. Yeah. Right? And and of course everyone is different. And I, I don't want to even have much judgment of it, but I really can't understand the idea of like being sad and being and crying. What's she crying? I think crying is like one of the most vulnerable expressions of sadness or happiness, right? But it's it's a very vulnerable expression. Like you just be sad, right? right? But when you shed tears, it's like, oh, this bitch is going through it, right? So to be in that space and be like, I know, let me grab my phone, right? Mm-hmm. And then also me as someone who when I do cry, it's literally if I if I if I can make it to five minutes, do of you crying, think? Hold on, do you think that crying is a sign of weakness? I used to, not now. Okay, but that's why I say I think it's it's, it's I think at this point it's un, it's subconscious. Okay, I don't I no longer feel that way, mm-hmm. but maybe my body still feels that way. Maybe my mind still feels that way. Right. Um. Um. Let me. I'll come back to that in a second. Okay. But um. For me, as someone who cries for such such a brief moment in time, like if I cry, we got two minutes max. If I reach three minutes, then I'm really feeling going through it. I don't even have time to grab my phone and set up my lighting and find the place in my room to cry into the camera. I don't have the time, right? Did she set up lighting? (laughs) Doesn't she? Probably. She's always well lit. Right, I don't. I literally don't. I just have thought to, she had south facing windows because she lives in the Heights. Maybe I don't know. I would assume there's lighting there. I have no idea. I don't know, but I don't even have the time to grab a camera to make sure my lighting is perfect, to make sure my angles are perfect, to record myself crying. Yeah. So for people to just be able to like cry and also function in a way where they're going to put on a performance, I genuinely can't understand it yeah right as opposed to i'm talking about something and oh shit i'm crying that's real that happens yeah but to be like i'm gonna cry long enough (laughs) to record this and is it also one take are you like that wasn't i just i don't i don't know i don't touch on sadness so um definitely like you know our lives shape us my mother is an Aquarius. Whatever that means to you, it means she you. too. I think my mother is one too. Psychotic. She's an Aquarius. Um, and mom, Aquarius women, in my opinion, in my experience, are extremely emotional. Um, in junior, in element, elementary through high school, I had an Aquarius best friend. That bitch cried all the time. Um, always crying for a fucking thing. High school Aquarius best friend, always fucking crying. Mother Aquarius best friend. No, I'm sorry. I had two Aquarius best friends in high school. One is still my best friend to oh this day. Oh my god, my mom is an Aquarius. Fucking that emotional as hoes. Cry so much. So I do Talk think... Talk about weaponizing tears. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And it's not even emotional. <laughs> yeah. It's weaponizing their tears. Yeah. So I definitely know that when I was younger, I was like, I'm not going to be this weak-ass bitch who cries for every fucking Yo, thing. Yo, we are... <laughs> <laughs> I see, we see each other. Yeah. Like as you say this, I didn't realize. I thought my mom was a Capricorn because they're psychotic, but like she's an Aquarius and she does weaponize her tears. She. Mm-hmm. I I had to like recently ask myself if my sister, and my mom, are my sister. What's your sister? A, a Sagittarius. Okay. Okay. No, Some, I I evils. 
I don't, I don't know how much I believe in astrology, but there are certain signs that I do believe hit the mark. Yeah. Aquarius women are extremely emotional, like to the point of being fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I always find myself like really attached to an Aquarius woman. Like I said, best friends, mother. And it's been something that if there's trauma, it's there. Because you recognize, see, I've I've had an Aquarius best friend and I didn't know because I didn't realize that my mother was an Aquarius. And I was like, I used to say all the time to the Baltimore, the Baltimore, I would say all the time, I was like, you remind me so much of my mother. And I couldn't quite like get where the, the points met until just now because it was like not that this person wasn't going through a rough time like the friend wasn't yeah. going through a rough time not saying that my mom didn't go through a rough time but it's the way in which they they move through life and how they move through people that I, just, I was just like I just I can't I can't relate I can't relate like you are making the problems for yourself if you would just do this one thing. Yeah, you would not. You That's would a, not. You would not. Episode on astrology because truly, astro- Aquarius women, I always end up being, being very close to them. And as someone who is not that emotional outwardly, it's very taxing on me. Um, Aquarius men, I love them. We have a good time. We will never work out. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. We will never work out. And the confirmation about Aquarius men was my little brother being an Aquarius. Is he? Oh mm-hmm. no wonder they butt heads all the time. Yeah. Um, um, and I thought to myself, I was like, oh, because the men, I've dated several, the, some of the men that I've loved the most, like really had an attachment to were Aquarius men. And I thought, oh, because they're, because these men have been through other women and they've experienced things. And then I met my little brother who I love deeply and he's an Aquarius. And I was like, Oh, this is who you are. Like, this is the, this is the natural state of an Aquarius. Yeah. Um, so I don't fuck with Aquarius men. Um, and then that's really it. And then, uh, I don't, I haven't met too many Virgo men. Virgo women are, I feel in my opinion, very much the same. Uh, Virgo, September Virgos are insane. Yeah. August Virgos, we, I'm an August Virgo. We ain't, we ain't looking for lunch. <laughs> we are just, we coming off the cusp of being a Leo. We don't know what we're doing ourselves. We just trying to survive. A queer, uh, September Virgos, bonkers bananas. <laughs> and that's really as far as I know about that's That's, okay. that, that's the extent of my astrology knowledge is those two areas. Uh, I don't know. any other, other signs I'm not really familiar with, whatever. But Aquarius, I know them motherfuckers in the back of my hand because they have caused me the most trauma in my life. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, I have an Aquarius mother and a Cancer dad. And I'm an Aries. It don't, it don't blow well. It sounds terrible. It is actually... It's, I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it's a bunch of water. I'm pretty sure Aquarius is water. I have a lot of water in my chart, but I have, I'm fire. So it's getting. Cancer is also water, right? Cancer is water. Because I have a Cancer moon, and I think that's why me and my dad kind of get along more. But he be crying. He be emotional. I'd be like, suck that shit up, sir. But anyway, back to the platforms. I, as two people who are having, or, what is the word? 
aspirational to having a platform, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just feel like it's not fair on a person with a flat plat- platform. But then I think of the words of Patti LaBelle, and she's like, if you don't want to be a mentor to people, just stay the fuck at home. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you do have a responsibility. And as somebody who just like, I say what I say in a moment, and it may not mean what it means later to me, it's a little scary. Because mm. I, I will say what I say with my chest, but then, you know, upon like, more information, whatever, whatever, then I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't mean, I didn't really mean that. Or I'll, I guess I need to be more diligent in the words that I, because words do mean things, yeah. and I say that all the time. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to be like a word perfect person that says the right things all the time because that's not real. That's not real. You know, interesting that you say that. Because <laughs> I feel like I am very... I am very resolute in the things that I say. I'm going to be controversial. For, I'm going to be controversial for a second. Mm-hmm. All right? So there was a time when we all said the word gay. And it had nothing, I still say it to my gay friends. With... I say gay. G-H-E-Y. <laughs> well, we said it a lot. Right? And oh, then, yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. And it yeah, did yeah. not mean... <laughs> it did not mean homosexuality. It meant everything. It meant, like, stupid. It meant yeah. just, like, yeah. emotional. It meant all these things outside of homosexuality. Um, and so I think about that sometimes. I think about people digging up old tweets. Now, I've never tweeted anything, so... I think I'm very safe when it comes to... I have no un- idea. Unless, unless someone taps into my group chats. I ain't said nothing public that is controversial. Not even on Facebook? No. Okay. No. But that's because I just, without even understanding the longevity of social media, mm-hmm. I just don't say things that I don't stand by. Mm. And I don't say things that don't need to be said in my opinion. Right? So if I'm saying something like, oh, my brother told me he loved me. He's so gay. Right? Right. I know there are other words that I can say instead of he's so gay. Really? That I can, that it will stand the test of time and it won't come back to bite me. That's so funny. Cause I, that's so funny. I'm the opposite. And I was just telling people at work, I was like, I said something today at work and they were like, oh, okay, Brooklyn. And I was just like, yeah, sometimes it just slips out. And I was like, but wait until you hear my mom. And there was, when I was growing up and my dad's, Build like whatever I've said this before. My mother and my father grew up in the same building, but I was going to see my dad at this time. And my cousins lived on the first floor, my dad lived on the second floor, my grandmother lived on the fourth floor. And we had this person that lived on the first floor. Now, I'm a child calling this person slur word their name, mm-hmm. but that's what they were known as, right? Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I was like. I can't believe y'all let me call this person's slur word <laughs> right. name. And they were like, oh, that's just who they were. That's just what they were and that's who they were. And I was like, no, like that's not okay. So I feel like I've come from such a rough beginning that I'm pretty sure that there are tweets that I should probably delete. delete. Because only just because it was like... Nothing is deleted. It doesn't even matter. You can delete it, especially nobody following you. No, no, you can't. This is a website that um this is a website that tracks everything on the internet. As long as you put that date in, 
they can track everything from that day online. It that's wild. Yeah, it does. So if you if if someone knows you said this thing on this day, I forgot the website. I'm not gonna link it because we don't need any drama. <laughs> um, but no, you can go back to that exact date and right. find everything on the internet for that day. But I think everything that I've said on the internet, whether or not I don't believe it or I've evolved, I can probably stand the test of whatever it is and own up to it because I. I'm like, y'all have no idea the stock that I've come from. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. You have no idea. And I'm like, I wonder if this person is still alive because I need to go apologize to them because that is not okay. I will say this. I think there's a difference between tweeting um, problematic ideology mm-hmm. and problematic words. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is not to absolve people or whatever it is. But like I said, at some point, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... Yeah, I think I'm known long enough that like words should not be repeated, even though like we've grown up saying. I I think by the time I was like by the time social media came on, I would hope you caught on. I would hope I caught yeah. on. Cause I feel like colloquially, colloquially, again saying like something oh that's so gay or even the R word, right? Mm-hmm. That was just like oh I said it all the time. Yeah, that was language. Yeah, that was, was language, saying. right? It wasn't. Like you even meant it to a certain group of people, it was just the word. It was it was language, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying it's okay, but we those of us who have oh, stopped I'm using those sure. words publicly, we've learned, no, right? No. I'm pretty sure there's probably tweets of me using retardando, but that is no, no. But I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, I feel like when in in terms of those things, mm-hmm. it was the language, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. the language of the time. Of the time, right? Right. So I feel like some grace should be given for the language of the time because we didn't know any better. Because we yeah. didn't know that it was offensive. Yeah. We didn't know that it was problematic, and it's just like, oh, you know, I didn't. I it wasn't even. It wasn't. There was no ill intention. Mm-hmm. It was. It was how people spoke. I right? do have a friend to this day that says the R word, and sometimes when I talk to him, I say, and I'm like, yo, I cannot like you like I and he's like I don't care I'm gay I can say whatever I want and I'm like no they were literally that's not how that works on right. Twitter but he just does not give a fuck right but like sometimes I have to check myself and I'm like no that's not okay to say like that's literally it's crazy. not okay yeah. yeah but then when people when 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 things resurface and it's like I hate black women they're all monkeys <laughs> that's not the language of the time shout out to that dude that played Bobby Brown <laughs> Right. <laughs> Shout out to all the dudes that have been caught in this situation, because that's not—that's never acceptable. Then, now, in the future, there was never a time when you should have made racist comparisons to women, black women being monkeys. That was never <laughs> fucking okay. You know what I mean? Like that was—you were problematic that's then. Wild. You're yeah. problematic now. And I think so. I think I think that, that there should be. Uh, what's the word? what's the word like a differentiating there should be whatever there should be there should be acknowledgement that current language composed uh, as opposed to uh problematic ideology yeah are two different things yeah because i definitely have said the r word many many times Mm -hmm. and i mean being a new yorker it was part of our truly this just this language but i've never went on social media and said something fucking racist i hate insert group here right because i think we can't even say dumb and i'm like i'm sorry you can say dumb i can't give it up because like we can't say our word no more but i'm like but are you dumb is i mean are you dumb (laughs) 
I mean, Lizzo got in trouble and Beyonce got in trouble, but they got some yeah. backlash for saying the, is it the S word? I don't know. S-P-A-Z-Z. Yo, that, yeah. Which I'm like, okay. But also, like, if I can't say it, I'm not going to say I it. I think, and, okay, not to go on a tangent here, but I feel like, and this goes back to, oh, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't discuss this. This goes, this goes to the idea of, like, just being respectful, right? If someone's offended by the word you're using to describe them, don't say it. Yeah. Right? Like, as a fat person, people, like, depending on who you are, if you hate me, I'm fat. If you don't hate me, you would never call me fat. I'm just thick. I'm fat. I'm a fat person. It's okay. Right? But fat is a, fat is an adjective. It is not an offensive word. You can, you can um, put a negative connotation on it if you want to, but it is just a descriptive word, right? Right. But as a fat person, I say the word fat. I have no issue with it, right? But if apparently if, if I said don't call me fat and you're and you're not a fat person, just don't call me fat. You know what's so funny? Um Nisi Nash's oldest daughter had a tw- a Twitter, not Twitter, a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm so drunk. She had a TikTok <laughs> About like Let's a little more of this. It's just done. Empty. Oh, we're finished. It's empty. Two bottles. I know. I was like pouring this morning. I was Girl, like, I said it's no more. You have some water. Um, she had a TikTok recently, like like yesterday or the day before, where she was so emotional because like somebody called her fat, and she was like, I don't know how I feel about the word, and I'm like around you, and you're just like fat. It's 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 fat. And I have been accused of being a fattest, right? And probably so. We honestly, we're all we all are fattest. Yeah, I'm a fattest, a fat person. Um, and I was just like, oh, it's so interesting to see how different words affect people. And like when I first heard the whole like Beyonce and. I'm going to say it, the word spaz, right? I was like, no, that's just New York lingo. Like, whatever. But then when you think about it, I was like, well, if somebody who is schizophrenic, like, whatever it is, your plight in life, and I'm like, if you feel that that is offensive, who am I to tell you that that's not offensive? I think, I think that's the crux of it. Like, if you are offended by this word and I'm not affected, offended, or even fit into the category of this word, why do I need to say it? Yeah. Why do I need to double I will down draw a fucking a- line at some point, though, because I feel like people... I mean, it's it's such a slippery slope, right? right about, like, us being enlightened about how words mean things and how words affect people right and like the negative uh connotations and the derogatory words that we use in everyday lingo that may um oppress a certain kind of person right and in the over sensitive sensitive sensitivation (laughs) the over sensitivity the oversensitivity that I feel like the generation behind us has and I don't mean it in a cruel way like oh toughen up because I don't think us toughening up is the solution Mm -hmm. because I think that 
what the elder millennials and millennials have done. We have done such a, a great uncovering of so much trauma and, um, and mental illness and seeking help, right? That you can't put that cloak of hardness back on. But then I think sometimes we take the softness a little too, um, I don't want to say seriously, but we take it a little, it becomes a little too precious. This is, this might sound controversial. (laughs) I feel, and this is only for black people, literally only black people. Black Americans or black people? No, the color black people. Okay. Um, if you consider yourself black, I'm talking to you. Um, I think I don't think we should have a pass about the things that we say, right? But I think as long as we're still fighting people not to say the word nigger or nigga, <laughs> right? I feel like I feel like when, okay, I feel like when black people are held to task mm-hmm. about certain words and really demonized, that's the word. It's not held to task. It's demonized mm. and forced to apologize. Like Whoopi Goldberg when she said um jit, right? I feel like that is fucked up when we are because still I know fighting for people to stop saying nigga. Oh, I heard it in a song. Oh, you right. guys get to say it. And I think I think that's and I don't know if yeah. it's problematic or controversial or not, but I feel like if everyone can adapt to not saying the R word, not saying that's so gay, not saying the F word, um, not saying spaz, right? Everyone, if everyone can agree, oh, that's fucked up. There's, there's, there's very little discourse about stop saying those words. Right. Black celebrities adjust. Beyonce adjusted, made a new song. Lizzo adjusted, made a new song. Right. right. But then when we say, can you stop saying nigga? It's like, well, you guys say it. And it's just like, wait, what? So you so you do understand that some words are off limits, but uh, when it comes to this word, yeah. one of the oldest motherfucking worst worst words to be said by non-black people. Yeah. Y'all wanna fight me? I'm having a whole discourse. There's 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 lectures, there's books. I feel like that to me is a slap in black people's faces. Yeah. Because it's like you get it, you understand the concept. 100%. You understand that some words should not be said by you. Right. But something about this word, you have such a, a, a what's the word? You have such a, a obsession. Okay. Yeah. Obsession with. And I feel like I don't like how black people particularly are held to task when we say a wrong word, a word that's offensive. Mm. When we, and we apologize right away. But when it comes to the N-word, nigga, then everyone else gets to plead. They get to plead their case. Well, I say it because it's in the rap song. Well, I say it because oh, yeah. you say it. Well, yeah. I say it because I say it with the A. I don't say the E-R. Yeah. And it's like, I I think that's when I get a little like, I'm going to say what I want to say. I mean, I still don't because I just, I don't need, to, I don't need to be offensive. It's not something I need to be. Yeah. But that's when I get annoyed because I'm like, you do understand how words are important. But something about this word, and we and we know what it is about this word. Um, you you're gonna fight me tooth and nail. <laughs> Girl, we had two hours and twelve minutes. I mean, we're at an hour and thirty. We took a thirty minute break. It was thirty minutes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Something like a thirty minutes. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think that's two people who who are growing their 
own individual platforms and collective platforms, I feel like our responsibility is mostly to ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which is tricky because, like, if I leave my responsibility to myself and to my own moral compass, it leaves somebody else's platform to themselves and to Mm -hmm. their moral compass, which maybe is shaky. But I don't know. Everybody doesn't. Everybody doesn't think the same way that we do, and I think that's what we find the most um, upsetting. Yeah. Um. But if we're going to be equal and we're going to be fair, like everybody has a right to whatever they're going to think, unless it is harmful, unless it's racist, homophobic, xenophobic, all of the phobics, all of the isms then that's not okay because then it's, like, rooted in hate. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's up for fair game because I think it's enough people in the world. But if, like, you are somebody siding on the side of, like, the Satan or mm. Trump, like, it's rooted in hate. It's rooted mm-hmm. in white supremacy. Like, I can't fuck with it. Yeah. I can't fuck with it. But if you're clout chasing... <clears throat> That's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, it's immoral. It's dubious. Yeah. It is dubious. <laughs> what a good word. It is dubious. <laughs> it is. It is. It's dubious and it's just like not, it's not truthful to who you are and what you stand for. Um, And it's just fucked up. Yeah. Nobody can stand behind it. Um... Play Cousins, we are so sorry. We are very drunk. I know. We haven't eaten. We have not. Um, but let us know what you thought about this uh, podcast. Let us know what you feel about the responsibility of a person with a platform. Because as we're growing our platform, we want to be responsible people. Um, and we never intend to harm people. But we know that um, harm may come. And we hope that we will uh, handle it with care consideration and respect and love but let us know what you think what what you believe um and if you are also like building your own platform i think you should be truthful in who you are as a person and not aspirationally but who you are right now as a person Mm -hmm. because i think sometimes that is also as asia said dubious because like you're not being truthful for where you are right now in the world and that may help somebody. And we have too many people front end. Right. And we didn't even get to that part. I forgot I forgot about that part because I was, you know, swimming in wine. <laughs> but <laughs> in the river of white and red wine. Yes. But you know, so um be truly truthful to who you are. Don't be a fake. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hateful person. Yeah. Um, that's all I have for today. Yeah, me too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh I am the Asia Thomas, uh Seiki and Sally and your girl I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on 
YouTube, we are at From the Burrows Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, engage, and don't forget, we love y'all play cousins. Bye.